And welcome into a new episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Thanks for joining us here today. Well, as we take a look at the weather going on across the country here this week, we have plenty to talk about in regards to snow across portions of the upper Midwest, ice thrown in there, some severe weather as well, and watching what is going on in South America, including some localized frost events that happened last weekend in Argentina. Joining us now to discuss our good friend Eric Snodgrass with Nutrien is on the show. Eric, good to catch up with you. A uh, long holiday weekend right into a week ahead here with everything from snow, blizzards, heavy totals expected to, I know we're getting some ice, maybe some severe weather thrown in in parts of the south. It's a very eventful week, which I'm sure is keeping you on your toes here, Eric. Yeah, not a whole lot of rest these last few days as we kind of watch this pattern unfold. But you're right, you know, we've, we've had a setup that's really been important for how things are going to shape up for the end of February going into March. And what what's happened is for the longest time off the West Coast, there was a big blocking high and it's moved east. Excuse me, it's moved west. That's what's more important. It's moved west. It's out there over parts of Hawaii now. So the flow is coming back together of the United States. We're getting the first of several possibly large systems rolling through the country this week. So from parts of Wyoming and Montana going across South Dakota, clipping northern Nebraska, clipping southern parts uh, of North Dakota, we're going to have this system roll right through parts of, of Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Michigan. And right now there's blizzard warnings out for parts of uh, you know, South Dakota, uh, parts of Minnesota. The potential on the snowfall here uh, is quite high. Some places may be able to pick up um, better than 15 inches of snow. Some of the forecast models are really Really getting aggressive and showing uh, upwards of 20 to 25 inches. And I know that the National Weather Service out of Minneapolis is calling for these big snowfall amounts. Now, it's terrible, right? I mean, we don't want I mean, people, people that are there are like, I'm so sick of the snow and so sick of this winter. But the reality of it is, is there's a lot of moisture in that snow. And there's going to be an ice band to the south of it that goes through parts of Iowa, cuts through northern Wisconsin, or excuse me, northern Illinois, southern Wisconsin into the lower part of Michigan. There's water in that as well very disruptive to our livelihoods and our travel, but absolutely critical for what we're going to see for the rest of the spring. So right now to be able to see this much moisture, even though it's coming in the form of snow, we like it. You're right. Coming out of parts of Oklahoma and Missouri tomorrow on Wednesday, we do have the risk for some strong to severe storms. And there will be some heavy rain that moves to the Eastern Corn Belt. And the bigger picture of all this is remember that drought we had in fall of 2022 is still sitting under this at 40 inches. We need to get this moisture back in the profile so I really like it. And by the way, that's just the, 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 the second half of this. The front half of all of this is way over there in the western United States where maybe the Sierra Nevada pick up four feet of snow in the next 10 days. The central Rockies get more snow. That's on the upper Colorado Basin where we need it. The Cascades are going to get more snow. So these really active end of winter patterns, while disruptive, are perfect setup for going into spring. There's places that are missing out. We should talk about that. Massive southeast ridge. I'm sitting under it here today in Florida. It's hot, uh, it's dry, that extends along the Gulf Coast. And unfortunately, these systems are coming out of Colorado, going to the Great Lakes. So they're not pulling that moisture back into Texas. In fact, today in Texas, there's a red flag warning and there will likely be an ice storm, that, or excuse me, a windstorm that produces dust that comes out of parts of Texas. Nobody in Texas wants me to say ice storm ever again. <laughs> the ice is north. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, it's a pretty active day today and, and for the rest of this week. 
Well, and as you mentioned, obviously the short-term impacts are going to be, you know, a lot of folks, especially under the snow and ice, going to be stuck for a couple of days. They're not going to be able to travel, do much of anything. Got to make sure they have the necessities in their house. But as you said, that moisture that's going to come from this, we have to think here, you know, long-term, going to be so important here as we start to think about spring planting, which Eric is just a couple of weeks away for many folks. It is. And right now, if you said, Eric, where the wind's going to be tight, I'd say mid-Mississippi Valley, uh, lower Mississippi Valley, getting into the Ohio Valley, Tennessee Valley, those areas just continue to show up with um, with more and more and more moisture. And if that's the case, then we're just going to see repeated systems following the same track. And that's going to just go through there and really tighten windows up. Now, what makes it even worse is that big southeast ridge where all these systems kind of roll around. Now, oh, shoot, if that stays there, it's another sign that that region stays wet. But this could mean early spring warmth. We're certainly feeling it right now. I mean, my wife just texted me a few minutes ago. We live in central Illinois. She says, uh, the pin oak just budded this week. I'm like, holy cow. So I'll have to get home and see what that looks like. But you're hearing a lot of this. I saw in Tennessee tulips on the side of the road two weeks ago. Uh, so there is uh, this, this is what this early spring is doing. By the way, folks in the West are listening to this going, what are you talking about early spring? Yeah, they're, they're tucked away in the cold, deep cold throughout the West United States. And it turns out that that cold versus warm setup is what's driving all this active weather. So spring right now, I'd say tight. I, I just see a lot of tight windows in the Eastern Corn Belt. Um, and we got a lot of that snow to melt, which means those folks will be waiting for that to get out of there before they can get in the fields. Eric, let's talk South America over the weekend, the long holiday weekend, saw plenty of pictures of frost in Argentina. You know, we've been talking about drought and dryness, but then seeing frost in parts of Argentina. My question to you is how widespread was this frost event and how much damage did it do to an already you know, highly affected soybean crop in Argentina? Yeah, remember when the crops at this stage, we need to be below like 27 Fahrenheit for a while to really just do destroy the, the tissue. And you're going to see some pictures of that happening because there were a few places that got down that cold. But by all metrics that I can measure, it was pretty local. Some very small areas were hit. But when that happens, we tend to see those pictures. And because it's half a world away, we, we don't know how, you know how big it was. But the data suggests that a lot of folks got down into the one to three degrees Celsius range or what we call the mid to upper 30s. But there were a few places that touched into the frost. Um, what was interesting was some of it was pretty far north, like around Santa Fe. I saw some pictures that were apparently located from there and it must have been an elevation driven thing. I, I'm not sure, but overall, remember that crop was hit hard by drought. And even though it tried to make a good recovery in late January uh, into early February, it's now back over dry there again. So just think what these temperatures did. At one point, uh, about seven days ago, it was like 104 degrees in North Central Argentina, frost, and they're going to go back up into the upper 90s in the next few days. Uh, so they're going to really see a swing in temperatures. And you probably heard a lot of people saying this. You know, it's kind of the equivalent season-wise that it's August. So just imagine having a frost in, in, in Tennessee in August. I mean, that's how far, you know, away from the equator we're talking here. Now, central Brazil, north of there, continues to stay very wet. And that's going to be top concern for me because they got to get that crop out at some point and plant safrina. And I mean, they've had some places there that are approaching some of the wettest conditions in the last 20 to 30 years. And um, folks right now are going, okay, okay, it's green, big potential production. But at some point, we've got to have the action time period to get in to get the crop out. So there's that going on right now in that part of the country. Plenty to watch out for when it comes to the weather here this week. And again, we appreciate the time with that. Eric Snodgrass of Nutrient, thanks for joining us today. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, sounds good.
And once again, we appreciate his time. Eric Stodgrass of Nutri and that weather map, everything from blizzard warnings to winter storm warnings to winter storm watches, seeing some ice again as well across parts of the country and severe thunderstorms in southern portions of the country as well. That's going to do it for American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.